Hello viewers, once again it's me, Edward Norman, and this is my channel, It Pays to Fear God. This is where we learn about God, His beloved Son Jesus Christ, and their kingdom purpose, the three most important subjects that we can ever learn about, talk about, or discuss in the entire Holy Bible, according to John chapter 17, verse 3. The subject that we are going to be learning about today is captioned, Is Any Man Righteous on Earth? However, before we get into that, I once again have a tune that some of us might be familiar with. And while the tune's playing, please try to subscribe and click the notification bell to be notified when we make future uploads. <laughs> Once again, the subject that we are going to be learning about today is captioned, Is Any Man Righteous on Earth? And I'll be inviting my brother to come discuss this subject. When we come into Christianity, there is a question that we eventually have to answer. And that is, is any man righteous on earth? This question seems like an easy one to answer. Yes, because that's where our whole faith is based on. But then there are verses like Romans chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, which read, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. So where do these verses fit into the whole picture? How do we biblically answer this question? Well, it's important for us to know that this verse, these verses, came from the Old Testament. They weren't St. Paul's idea. These verses came from Psalms chapter 14, verse 1, which reads, The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. It's the fool that was being talked about here. It's the fool, all the wicked people in, these world, in this world, that aren't righteous, that don't seek after God. And another reason why we can interpret this from the text is because verse 5 talks about righteous people. God is in the generation of the righteous. That means the righteous people have to exist. So what does this whole chapter say? Well, it talks about the fact that righteous people are in their small community surrounded by a bigger community of wicked people. And the righteousness of God's people is not great enough to balance out the wickedness of the evil people and save them. According to Ezekiel chapter 14 verses 13 and 14 which read, Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out my hand upon them, and will break the staff of the bread thereof, and will send famine upon them and will cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, they should deliver but their own souls by their righteousness, saith the Lord God. And this was illustrated in Genesis chapter 19, verses 1 to 30, 
when Lot and his family escaped Sodom and Gomorrah. They were righteous, but their righteousness couldn't save all the wicked people of Sodom and Gomorrah, so God destroyed them, but they got to escape. However, there's still another verse that might give us some ideas of the answer to this question, some confusing ideas. This verse is Psalms chapter 51, verse 5, which reads, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. This seems to imply that, no, there is nobody righteous on earth because you're born sinful. But the sin that David is talking about here is a different kind of sin. It's the Adamic sin of Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 6, which wasn't any ordinary sin. This sin was hereditary. It just kept being passed on and passed on through the generations, leading to the situation of Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. We gained from Adam and Eve the propensity to sin. We have the urge to sin now because of them meaning that there is nobody on earth who can never sin, according to Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 20. No man can do good all the time and never do wickedness. It's just impossible. However, even while knowing this, this Adamic sin is a pretty hard weight to carry. The idea that we're just all sinful, isn't there any way that we can change that? Well, God said that he would get this done through Jesus Christ, according to Romans chapter 3, verses 23 to 25. Verse 23 seems to imply that a notion that I've been talking about and explaining, that everyone is sinful. But when we look at verses 24 and 25, we see something new. Verses 23 to 25 read, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God had set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, through the forbearance of God. You see, this works because, as Psalms chapter 49, verses 6 to 9 say, They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever, that he should still live forever and not see corruption. No man can redeem someone from death, can take an action to bring them back to life. No, it is only the spirits that can do that. And therefore, no man can redeem another man from sin because death came from sin, according to Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. So, the spirits needed to take care of this problem. And God said that he'd take care of this problem. In Hosea chapter 13, verse 14, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. And he did this through Jesus Christ, according to Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, which reads, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, 
but to minister and to give his life ransom for many. And, of course, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John chapter 3, verse 16. However, this sacrifice, this ransom, is merely a river. We still have to figure out how to get to the river and how to fetch the water from it. And this walking and fetching is believing in Christ. We have to believe in Christ to get the rewards that come with that. According to John chapter 6, verse 35, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. And belief isn't just understanding that Christ died and resurrected. It's also understanding that Jesus Christ has come to this earth spiritually, according to Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. And it is also believing in the fact that he is judging the world for God, according to Acts chapter 17, verses 30 to 31. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath appointed a day into which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. And once we are done with believing, or rather, once we continue to believe, because we have to believe for our whole lives, then we can start to work on doing Jesus's commandments and believing in him and loving him, according to John chapter 14, verse 21, which reads, He that hath my commandments and doeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. And then we also have to ha follow God's commandments and love God, according to Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. So, in conclusion, is any man righteous on earth? Yes. And there are many examples in the Bible of this. For example, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, St. Paul said that Abel proved he was righteous by giving a better sacrifice than Cain. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, Noah was described as just and perfect. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 17, verses 3 and 4, King Jehoshaphat was described similarly. And finally, God himself described Job as righteous in Job chapter 1, verse 8. Hath thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, who a just and upright man, who feareth God and is true with evil. The reason why they were considered righteous was because they had faith in God. They believed that God was a force that could change things, that could improve their lives. That's what faith is, according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And because of their faith, they were rewarded, according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2. And what's even better is that we can be rewarded too if we have faith in God, according to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 38 and 39. That is the end of my talk on the subject, Is Any Man Righteous on Earth? Thank you for listening.
So that, my viewers, is some information on the subject. Is any man righteous on earth? We as Christians should never take some parts of the Bible, use it to interpret the whole Bible, or add some things to it. If you read Revelation chapter 22 and verses 18 and 19, no, we have to take the whole Bible, study the whole Bible, and get one message from all the stories, all the prophecies, all the statements, etc. Because that is when we can get or jump to the right conclusion. The Bible has talked about many righteous ones, David, etc. But there is one thing in common with all of them. They strived to be righteous. Like St. Paul had stated, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. If read Philippians chapter 3, verse 14. And from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, from verses 24 to 27, it talks about that striving, running the race of salvation. We have a separate video on that. What must I do to be saved? It's the same idea of striving to be righteous. The power of sin will always be on us if you read Romans chapter 7 from verses 7 to 25. But it doesn't have to conquer us by not listening to what Satan the devil gives us, but rejecting what he says. If you read James chapter 4 verse 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. To conclude this episode, we are once again going to hear a tune that some of us might enjoy. <laughs> Enjoyed this video hope you learned something most importantly please try to subscribe share this video and click the notification bell to be notified when we make future uploads thank you for listening